A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you're of a certain age, you miss ECW. It was just a whirlwind of madness when it arrived on the scene, and do not get it wrong. The then WWF and WCW borrowed a lot from Paul Heyman, as well as a lot of his roster, but it was lightning in a bottle. So let us get nostalgic today, because I am Simon for What Culture. Please do go caress that subscribe button and click it. And this is the 10 greatest things about ECW's last year. Number 10, Taz returns to save the day. When Taz returned to ECW to topple Mike Awesome on the 14th of April 2000, it was like time stood still. Because yeah, for one, the man who loves the color orange was underemployed to Vince man but two awesome work for wcw this was like the twilight zone as mike had signed while still the ecw champion though paul Heyman put in a call to mcmahon who he was buddy buddy with and asked if the human suplex machine could make a shocking comeback incredibly vince said yes fans lost it when they saw this as you would and after taz had won the gold he even wore it on wwe tv that was mostly just so triple h could beat the ecw champion on raw but let's not worry about that it was only a few weeks before taz dropped this to Tommy Dreamer at Cyber Slam, but none of that mattered. This was so damn cool. Number nine, Dusty Rhodes versus Steve Carino. Steve Carino never really got his big opportunity on a big stage. That's a shame. While he was an idiot for a while, in 1999, he evolved his persona to become more of a cutthroat insane guy as he teamed up with Jack Victory, Tajiri, and Rhino. This really did give him some legs because as 1999 rolled into 2000, Carino found himself face to face with none other than Dusty Rhodes. Not only did this give us a crazy bloody bull rope match at the Living Dangerously pay-per-view, but it was so nuts it gave Steve some serious credibility. Plus, he was duking it out with a legend who sold Carino as a threat. By November, he'd also won the big belt and was easily a bright spot as ECW fell onto hard times. And yes, that was a pun. Carino would have likely got some momentum as he was just putting in the work, but clashing with the American dream really was that extra something-something. It was great. Number 8, Jerry Lynn, ECW champion. It was in 1997 when he found himself in Extreme Championship Wrestling after a forgettable stint in WCW, and almost instantly he showed the world he was a top-tier wrestler. With the freedom bestowed on him by Paul Heyman, he started to have banger after banger after banger, to the point on occasion he was the best damn person in the company and nobody could touch him. So it was a mystery, like Evolution, that he never claimed the world title, which thankfully changed during ECW's dying days. He beat Just Incredible for it at Anarchy Rules 2000, and while he only held it for a month, this still meant a lot to people. Lynn deserved it. It was actually Steve Carino who took that title off him, so that ties in, but look at it this way. Given his run in the company, 
It would have been offensive if Jerry didn't have one raid like this. The dude was fire. Number seven, the return of Rob Van Dam. So this is almost an extension to the last entry, as despite being ECW's most popular star, RVD was never the world champion. The promotion went kaput before he got his chance, and while he got a variation of the belt when WWE relaunched the promotion, not sure that's the same. Oh, no, it's not. Come on now. It's not like he didn't have his moments, though, such as beating Bam Bam Bigelow for the DV title in April 1998. That is a feat in itself, but Rob then held on to this title for 700 days and defended it a crazy 121 times. The only reason that stopped when it did is because Van Dam broke his ankle in a match against Rhino in January 2000. It meant he had to take a few months off, and man, when he returned, he was treated like a damn king. It helped that he also debuted the Van Terminator move, which just blew fans' minds at the turn of the millennium. And yeah, with or without a belt, RVD was the dude. He also embarked on a run of fews that were just so damn good, including against Jerry Lynn, Scott Yant, and Rhino, when all of this hit a wall. As ECW ran into trouble, Robert wasn't being paid, so he stopped coming to work. Can't blame him for that. He did come back for the final Guilty as Charged pay-per-view in January 2001, but we're focusing on the whole 12 months here. There's a reason everybody wanted to sign him as soon as he was free. Van Dam was the best. Number six, Cyrus the Virus. Also known as Don Callis, it has been his work with Kenny Omega in recent times that has reminded fans how good the man is. And yeah, a lot of this was born as ECW was saying goodbye. Because from mid-1999 to the last day, Callis was Cyrus the Virus, deliberately borrowing that name from John Malkovich's Conair character and quickly becoming the most hated guy in the company. We achieved this by keeping things simple too. ECW's TV partner TNN was all over Paul Heyman about the violent content, so he took his frustration out on them by telling Callis to go out there and act like he was the network. As such, Cyrus would stop the more extreme nature of the promotion, and because fans loved all that, they hated him. Really smart. It also helped the likes of Steve Carino, Rhino, and Just Incredible, kinda, to the aforementioned world title glory, and even when Extreme Championship Wrestling was on its last legs, it was the virus who took pride in its death. This was a super smart decision, and one that not everybody could have pulled off. Don Callis smashed it. Number five, the ascension of Rhino. Go and watch anything Rhino did in ECW from 2000 to 2001. As well as holding on to the TV title against RVD, Jerry Lynn, Tajiri, and New Jack, it positioned the man beast as a true force, so much so he went and won the world championship too. The only slight shame is he claimed his prize during ECW's last pay-per-view and only got to defend it on two house shows, but again, what we chose to do with him on said premium live event. Taking on the sand man, Rhino was done with him within 60 seconds, which was doubly shocking as the hardcore icon had only just won the belt after a grueling tables, ladders, chairs and canes match minutes earlier. So not only did that just break some hearts, but it meant Rhino was a dual champion as ECW closed its doors, cementing himself as a legend forevermore. And before the impact players explode. So this gives me the chance to gush about Lance Storm, so gush is what I'm going to do. Easily one of the most underrated performers in history, Storm should be consulting for all the wrestling promotions on the planet because the man gets it, born to do it. Praise also has to be heaped on just incredible shoulders for he was on fire at this time too and together as the Impact players they became one of the best tag teams around. Paul Heyman saw this and made sure they won the ECW tag team titles twice and they took on everyone. Tommy Dreamer, Raven, Shay Douglas, Mike Awesome, The Sandman, Masato Tanaka, Sabu, Jerry Lynn, Rob Van Dam. I mean, who didn't they face? The beginning of the end was when Justin defeated Dreamer in an impromptu championship match at Cyber 
SummerSlam 2000, deciding that was more important than his relationship with Lance, which of course triggered a feud between the two. And if you can believe it, this was also great. You have to watch their single matches to get the whole story, and this was just long-term planning done right. It's good from top to bottom. Number three, from impact player to main event player. And yeah, as we just talked about it, Just Incredible deserves his own shout-out. Dude took the ball and he ran with it. You can argue they were better workers in ECW, but Justin was no slouch, and he just had this cocksure attitude you need to get to the next level. Credle doubled all of that as soon as he turned his back on Lance Storm, and he held the world championship for 161 days and defended it 17 times. You name it, and he beat him too. It's character work that can still be studied and learned from today, and let's not forget he also did this with the silliest name possible. This also means it's brilliant, because that is what wrestling is all about. But again, this doesn't get talked about enough. It was a true revelation. Number two, Guilty as Charged, finishes the stories. Coming from the Hammerstein Ballroom on the 7th of January 2001, Jerry Lynn versus RVD main evented to culminate their insane feud that had been going on for years. We've already talked about how Rhino also finished his ascension to the top of the card, and we put a full stop on the Unholy Alliance and FBI program. We also made sure to let Tommy Dreamer get his win over C.W. Anderson, all of which had been in the work for ages. That's not to say this was a perfect show, because it definitely wasn't, but the fact so much effort was done to make the final pages make sense? Well, it's just a nice thing to do. One, Paul Heyman goes off. I am so flubbing tired of the flubbing network, is what Paul Heyman sort of said during the 2000 Living Dangerously pay-per-view. And man, did he mean it. Obviously, he was aiming this at Cyrus the Virus as to avoid any serious ramifications, but the vitriol in how he delivered it was clear for all to see. He hated TNN and he didn't care anymore. Given that eventually Heyman saw the writing on the wall, though, he stopped giving a crap so just did his thing. This result in him often grabbing a microphone and shooting from the hip. And while it couldn't have been good for their relationship, as a fan, it was awesome. He was just letting us in on everything and getting you riled up in the process. He really did cut some of the most passionate promos you're ever going to see during this period. And given that he's already one of the best talkers ever, well, you can just imagine. Or you can go and see it with your eyes and hear it with your ears. It is all out there. Now, please do leave a comment below and let us know any more great things about ECW's last year. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Head over to whatculture.com where you can read articles like this with your eyes. Make sure you follow us on social media at Simon316 and WhatCultureWWE. And we have a lot of other videos. And I promise you, one is definitely for you. My name is Simon for What Culture. Thank you very much for listening to me as always. And I'll talk to you again very soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.